Hey, so welcome to another episode of the Get More Students podcast. I'm Alex Asher, one of your co-hosts. I'm the CEO of LearnCube, a virtual classroom software made for tutors and for language teachers. Hi, I'm Herbert Goza, founder of HerbertGoza.com, a digital advertising agency for education brands. Now, we, well, I'm here in Berlin, so it's a different setting for me. Um, Herbert, you're in same old home, which is great. Same old uh, Austria. <laughs> <laughs> um, but w- while we're at home, we're going to be talking about something very familiar, uh, well, at least to mm. you, Herbert, uh, which is Facebook ads. Now, this uh, episode is actually going to be on Facebook ads for beginners. We get a lot of questions about Facebook oh, yes. ads. You know, with, you know, Herbert and I are doing a lot of, you know, marketing strategy sessions and really trying to help tutors and language teachers and, and language schools and, and tutoring agencies and, and, and everyone in between to be able to improve their marketing. And as part of this, what often comes up is, you know, uh, Facebook is a major channel for us or we, we see that as a major channel. Um, how do we get started? How do we, how do we think about this? Uh, and uh, Herbert, I mean, again, if anyone hasn't heard of your experience, maybe it's a good time to mention why you're the person to be talking about this. <laughs> of course. Well, I mean, for the past uh, three, three and a half years, uh, I've been running a digital advertising agency where we help education businesses, language schools, uh, online education providers uh, get more leads and increase their direct enrollments through paid ad campaigns. And one of the main ways is through Facebook and Instagram ads. So it can be a very powerful uh, channel um, to use for uh, paid advertising. And yeah, excited to talk about it today and give you some foundational tips and strategies to get started with it great um so uh get your notebooks out if you're even if you're listening in the car maybe just get out the the mental notebook because um there's going to be some really great um ideas in this session so the good thing is that i'm still fairly beginnerish when it comes to facebook <laughs> ads um so i'm going to try and put myself in the shoes of of our listeners here and this is particularly for people um maybe that have never tried it um mm. and we're going to talk talk to them but we are also going to talk to those that at least have a have a some understanding of facebook ads and how they work and then really try and layer up some better understanding and some structure and some ideas and tips for what to do next to be able to get to that next level of understanding does that make sense to you as well Herbert? absolutely absolutely i think that most uh established um, language schools, tutoring businesses, even uh, solopreneurs have tested Facebook ads yeah. in the past, either themselves or maybe they hired a mm-hmm. digital marketer or an agency, but possibly didn't get uh, a lot of results and so have put it on the back burner, yeah. um, struggled to get quality leads or enrollments at a reasonable cost. So um, I know that You've heard about how other schools and other businesses are successfully using Facebook ads to to grow. And so I guess the um, goal of today is to give you a framework and some strategies to launch your own Facebook ad campaigns. Great. So if you have um, no knowledge, listen in for at least the next kind of couple of minutes. We're just going to do just let's get us up to square one. Um, and otherwise, you're welcome to grab some tea if you've, you've done this before. 
but Herbert, let's just quickly go through the difference between when people say Facebook, hey, I want to get leads through Facebook. I've heard as well people being, uh, you know, I post all the time and I, I don't get any leads from it. What should I do? And this is different to Facebook ads. And I know it's a basic question, but let's just mm. really bring out what Facebook ads does for, for businesses. Of course, I would say most most businesses have a Facebook page. If you yeah. don't, um, please <laughs> uh, create one ASAP yeah. because you, you need a Facebook page in order to run Facebook ads. And they post quite regularly on, on Facebook and they don't see much uh, interaction or engagement on their Facebook posts. Mm -hmm. uh, that is, there's a, there's a reason for that. Uh, I mean, at the start, like three, maybe three years ago, um, Facebook engagement, you know, Facebook pages were one of mm -hmm. the, the main ways of uh, generating more followers and, yeah. and getting leads for, for your business. But uh, Facebook um, took a turn of business strategy and <laughs> decided to uh, decrease the engagement on organic uh, Facebook posts in mm -hmm. order to encourage businesses to spend money on yeah. the Facebook ads platform. So that's why you have probably seen your engagement rates drop significantly down to zero, basically, yeah. uh, when you post on Facebook. Um, and then kind of the next step, I think that a lot of businesses uh, do is they boost posts because yeah. whenever you whenever you post something on, on, on your Facebook page, Facebook make it so easy for you um, with that blue boost button on the yeah. right-hand side of the post. And you're like, oh, this sounds like a great idea. Mm -hmm. I'll just spend $5, $10, $20, boost the post to my target audience to get the word out. Mm -hmm. um, and in certain scenarios, boosting posts can make sense. But if you really are looking to generate leads and registrations for your courses and programs, you really need to use the, the main ads platform, which is called Business Manager. So that is very, it's separate. Yeah, and you need to set it up um, differently to your Facebook page. And just to be clear, with with boosted posts, again, I, I know that way back when we used to we yeah you know, I used to do it almost just so I feel better uh, because Facebook helps me feel better if I want to feel like I'm getting more likes or that kind of thing. But is mm. there the same analytics even on boosted posts? No. Not at all. Um, it's very, very limited as to one, the audiences that you can mm. choose. I mean, you can choose and, and pick the demographics, yeah. but it's not as sophisticated as a business manager or running ads yeah. through business manager. And of course, the analytics as well, That's um, what I was thinking. just all of the other settings um, on how to optimize your ad campaigns. So um, if you really want to get leads and enrollments and you need to learn the basics of the ads manager platform within business manager. Great. So to be clear, when we're talking about Facebook ads, we're talking about using B Facebook business manager. We're not talking about business posts. We're not talking about posting and social media in general. We're purely talking mm -hmm. about the use of ads managers. Excellent. Okay. Right. So we've, we've got to square one. We've now got our mm -hmm. business Facebook ads account. Uh, we've mm -hmm. got our Facebook page. We're ready to go. And we look at the blank mm -hmm. canvas and go, okay, what next? And and why, Let, let's start off before, and I think this is a real trap. I'm noticing with a lot of, you know, if you're a small business as well, you don't want to be draining cash without having a clear mm. understanding of why you might want to spend any money at all with Facebook. 
because it's very good at taking your money and not necessarily that great at giving you leads. And if you Mm. don't understand how to use the insights, you might not realize that you're not getting leads um, that actually convert into paying customers, which is what you will need to be able to run your viable business. Exactly. So kind of one of the most important steps before even kind of turning on an ad is making sure that everything is set up correctly. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that includes installing the Facebook pixel Mm -hmm. onto your website and creating the events that you want to be tracked on your website. For example, if you have a contact form or lead form, then you want to track that uh, so you know uh, when someone fills that in. And so you can track how many leads uh, or contact forms you are generating through your campaigns. Um, Of course, if you have, say, uh, a shopping cart um, where people can register or or purchase programs or lessons, then you also want to make sure that that is set up and also tracking the conversion value or the amount of the the registration, Mm -hmm. again, so that you can even better uh, track the return on investment of your Facebook campaigns. So um, making sure that your Facebook pixel is installed correctly um, on your whole website and tracking the most important events in your sales funnel. And that will most likely be purchases, registrations, contact forms, um, maybe a free trial, free demo, uh, a level test, things like that. Just so we can clarify that particular area on account setup, the pixel do you want to just very briefly understand, help people understand what that pixel sort of, is there a metaphor you can use for what that pixel is and what it does? Sure. It's a piece of code um, that you install on your website that f- basically follows people around and yeah. monitors what they are doing on your website. And which is very important um, because we, we, we want to know the behavior of these visitors who are coming to your website mm-hmm. and what are they doing? Which pages are they uh, looking at? Um, and that allows you to then analyze the data after your campaigns have been running and then optimize um, for whatever uh, action people are taking on your website. That's it. Um, and then the events that you mentioned, uh, uh, if you've got your normal website, almost surely mm-hmm. you're going to have some call to action. And Absolutely. whatever that call to action is, uh, pretty much if I'm getting this right, and again, talking in simple language here, Herbert, if I click on, let's say the call to action is book a free trial. When I click mm-hmm. that button, it takes me to another page in the website, which is great. Mm-hmm. Book your free trial. Now, yep. what you can set that page up as one of those events. And then if I actually book, that'll take me to another page. Maybe it's a thank you page, which again will be another point where Facebook could say, hey, you know, this, this event has actually happened, which is what you're a, you're, you're going to need to feed some events back to Facebook to let Facebook know, hey, you're sending me the right kinds of traffic, not just the people that go to the, the, the homepage and then, and then leave, but those kinds of people that actually stick around, book a free trial or, or whatever it is exactly. that you're Exactly, or fill in a contact form. So, yeah, kind of one of the best practices is always to install or create events on the page after people actually book or do some certain actions. So on the, really on the thank you page of your contact form, the thank you page of a, a free trial, a demo mm. lesson, or on the summary of the order, for example, yeah. um, once they've paid or booked for a class or a lesson. 
and, and the reason that is is otherwise you'll be getting people at the, the front of that action book a free mm. trial but not necessarily yep. did they actually going through with it free trial. correct so. I mean, the, uh, so you definitely, I mean, you could track that if you, if you, if you wanted to, mm -hmm. um, but then you'll have a lot of events that you're tracking. I mean, as I said, the, the most important ones are um, after someone books a free trial, fills in a, a contact or lead form. Um, the only other one that you would probably want is, again, if you have some sort of a shopping cart or a, mm -hmm. um, um, like a, a payment process is when people add to cart. So mm -hmm. they... Uh, you know, want to book, I don't know, an intensive course, and they go through then the first step you know, where they have to fill in their their, their details. Mm -hmm. And then maybe you could also add an event uh, when, when they initiate checkout. So they enter the payment uh, process mm -hmm. um, before they actually pay. Um, and then you can see what your conversion rate is, how many people initiate checkout and how many mm -hmm. people actually paid. And again, that's a very good uh, KPI um, to know about because if you have a very small conversion rate from initiate checkout to actually paying, then you know, okay, maybe there is something within that um, on, on that initiate checkout page that I need to uh, optimize or adjust to make it easier, simpler, more understandable for people to um, pay. Exactly right. Excellent. So we uh, actually just one thing on this, Herbert, if you're, sure. let's say that you are trying to do this yourself, uh, and I've been in this position myself, um, where you just feel a little bit overwhelmed. Now, what we're trying to do is also give you the language so that you can search for these like how to's. Yes, you're using YouTube using uh, there's so much content out there. Mm -hmm. uh, but basically, a lot of content, we yeah. want you to know Yes, there's a thing called Pixel. There's going to be a, a video that tells you how to put that Pixel in. There's going to be a video that tells you to do tracking. Absolutely. Yeah. There's going to be a video on how to create events. So don't freak out if this feels overwhelming. <laughs> Each of these can be solved, and there's really good videos that give you a very visual overview of how to do this. Uh, any, you would just go to YouTube, I'm assuming, as well, Herbert, or do you have I would a, just go to YouTube. There are so many, so many uh, excellent videos, yeah. uh, tutorial videos on how to, one, set up your business manager account yeah. properly, mm -hmm. um, how to add people to it. Um, if you have a team, yeah. how to set up your ads manager, you know, the payment, of course, uh, connecting that, how to set up your pixel and the tracking events. So these are all kind of mini tutorials, so to say, um, that you can dive deeper into when the time comes. So with that in mind, we've now got our account set up. Is there anything mm -hmm. more about the setup that you want to discuss at this moment? I mean, there are a couple of things that you uh, also need to do. You need to verify your domain. Again, just uh, you can Google that or YouTube that. Um, that's very easy to do. And um, you also need to verify the events that you set up and connect it to your domain. Sounds very complicated. Um, those are kind of two steps that you need to do before you start launching the ads. Um, but yes, verify the domain and verify the events that you set up. Hmm. So you've now got so, pixels, you've got your verifications done. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Are we on to setting up the structure of exactly okay, so of the campaigns? <laughs> okay. So we basically have kind of three levels to um, Facebook ad campaigns. We have the, the campaign level, 
which is where you choose your objective and also you set um, this, you set the budget. Uh, when you first go in and create a campaign, you will get bombarded with about 11 or 12 choices in terms of what your objective mm -hmm. is, the, um, whether that be reach, awareness, lead generation, uh, um, uh, conversion, video views, et cetera, et cetera. And it's very difficult. Some, you know, this is kind of the first stepping stone and also the first obstacle because mm. there are too many options to choose from. And you would think, oh, you know, uh, brand awareness, uh, that's exactly what I want, right? I want more people to, to know about my education brand. Um, but <laughs> uh, again, it can be easily, to, uh, you can easily be fooled by uh, the options that Facebook gives you. Mm. Um, so my best practice here, which applies to 95% of all language schools, tutoring businesses, uh, mm -hmm. education companies, is that you want people to take a certain action in your campaigns. Again, you want them to fill out a lead or a contact form. You want them to sign up for a free trial or a demo. You want so them to purchase. And um, you want them, that, and that's why you should always set up a conversion campaign. And so when you choose the objective, you want the conversion objective because Facebook will then optimize uh, and show people your ads to people who are more likely to take that action that you want them to take. Yeah. So, I mean, this also helps you differentiate and help uh, train Facebook, not just to send you to people that like your image. Like maybe you've got a little dog that you're, you're cuddling on the front of your ad. There might be lots of dog lovers, but they <laughs> might not be converting into customers. And that's the difference about why you need to be very clear on that objective. Exactly. So once you've chosen your objective and your budget, and of course, you know, we can go into a whole spiel about, mm -hmm. uh, you know, what your budget should be, how much you should spend um, on, on different campaigns. Um, but yeah, that, that's the campaign level. The second level is the ad set level. And this mm -hmm. is where you select your target audience. Uh, your schedule, the bids and the type of placement. So where you want your ads to be shown just on the Facebook newsfeed, only on Instagram or everything, mm -hmm. for, for example. And again, and so I, also, mm. yeah, I really liked how you were like, hey, look, I'm going to tell you the options, but 95% of people start with a conversion event. I also, yes. maybe we can do the same thing here with the ad set. What would you sort of say 90% of language and tutoring businesses will want um, for that? I would keep everything to the default settings uh, in the first instance. Uh, and then once you have some feedback on, on your campaigns, then you can kind of uh, drill down and dial it in. But I would keep the schedule open so mm -hmm. I wouldn't have a, uh, an end date, so to say, because the, the whole, uh, unless of course you are mm -hmm. promoting a, camp, uh, um, a promotion or a discount which, with a specific end date, mm -hmm. I would not have uh, a, an end date to your campaign because you want it to generate leads and conversions for you indefinitely. Exactly. Um, and you can always turn it off if, it's, if it stops working. So uh, no end date, keep the bids um, default and also the placements, I would choose all placements. So to show it on all, uh, all of Facebook, all of Instagram, uh, and all of the other um, networks that Facebook has. 
Now, when it comes to target audience, that's the biggest variable, right? Because obviously it depends a lot on your target audience, your um, target group. Uh, and I assume that you would have already um, created a buyer persona or an ideal client avatar on who your dream customer or student is, mm -hmm. their age, gender, interests, location, and then you can choose that um, here at this level. There is a, um, a place that where you can create audiences. You don't necessarily need to do it in this campaign. Mm -hmm. um, you can go to audiences um, in, in the settings and create all of the separate audiences um, you need for your campaign. And uh, it, it's a better structure and a better um, way to do that rather than in the ads manager itself. Um, okay. Maybe just one little note on a best practice with, with audiences uh, for cold traffic audiences. So this is for audiences who have never heard about you before. So um, let's say you are targeting, uh, you're an English school, you want to target uh, the Latin American audience. Um, interested in English programs in Canada, then you would want to choose, um, you know, those countries that you would like to mm -hmm. uh, target the age and then choose specific interests that would be related to your courses. Maybe that's English interests, moving abroad, moving to Canada, mm -hmm. uh, universities in Canada, things like that. And you want to keep the audience size relatively large. Mm -hmm. uh, especially with the changes that have gone on with Facebook, uh, we want to give the algorithm as much room for finding your perfect uh, customer as possible. So keeping audiences one to three million mm -hmm. um, is ideal. Now, obviously, if you are in a local uh, region, you know, if you're in a city and that's all, you know, you have a defined mm -hmm. geographical limit, then you would just uh, keep the audience target targeting as open as possible. Yeah. And so target basically everyone in your in your town or in your city. Uh, yeah, those are the best practices. Now I'm going to chime in here because I had this exact experience myself where I thought I was getting clever um, by reducing the target audience and and it was about 400,000, I think, and I was playing with some different different um, ages and some different demographics. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I was like, no, but the kinds of people that are converting are these kinds of people. Sure. And that was true. But somehow in the textbook of Facebook, they basically, in a, in a way, they punished me because the experiment was very clear. When we had a an audience above a million, we had much better conversion rates. All of the KPIs, all of the numbers were better compared to what I thought would be much better in terms of saying, hey, why would we waste time and money on mm. people that I don't feel are going to be fitting? You know, maybe yeah. it's an age range that I don't think fits. Mm -hmm. But uh, have so it that's highly my little, targeted, highly specific. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that's my 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 confirmation and my own experience of, of your um, of this best practice tip. Thanks for that, Herbert. Yeah. No worries. Uh, so yeah. You've uh, set the audiences, you set the schedule. And then the third level is the ads level, which is where you actually have the, the ads that are being shown to your target audience. Mm -hmm. um, here you can choose the format, whether it's a, an image, a video, a carousel ad, you put in your ad copy, the headline, um, and you choose 
the URL that you send them to and also the call to action, whether that be learn more or book now, et cetera. Now, again, there's probably some, for most people, I would definitely, we've definitely talked about in the past, the idea of video and there's lots of other things that you can do that will optimize things. But if you were just getting started, don't freak out, just simply have, uh, in my view, Herbert, and, and maybe can confirm this if you disagree, but just having a really great visual static image as your first go and then build up your experience and, and try some different things on top of that. But you want one thing that really works for you. Um, maybe some other kind of tips about what that image, what are the attributes of that image, Herbert? Sure. Again, it it depends on your your business, um, but generally, authentic images of real teachers, real students, or say if 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 the owner is the face of the of the of the business, then then that can work as well. Um, I would try and stay away from stock images that you can download or um, buy or from the internet mm -hmm. uh, just because then they look like ads and so we the the goal is to interrupt people um, and get them to stop scrolling uh, mm -hmm. when they're on Facebook or Instagram um, and if it looks like an ad then usually they will you know keep on scrolling so we want yeah. to look like a, a post from a friend mm -hmm. and that's why we try to use authentic images of, of real people and they don't even have to be highly edited and perfect uh, blurry images uh, funny images uh, can work just as well yeah so these are some and again we've got previous episodes of the get more students uh, podcast where we do talk about these yeah these different techniques but this is really helpful. So we've set up, we've got easy structure, campaign level, ad set level, ads level. Now, uh, we're not going to have, we're not going to spend a lot of time on the actual delivery of ads in this section. But I think we do want to clarify what are the outcomes. And when we're saying KPIs, maybe again, we'll just clarify what, what we mean by mm. how do we define success? And then how do you know if Facebook is working for you or you're just donating to the Facebook cause. Exactly. So, you know, we want to analyze via hard data and you need to understand the KPIs or key performance indicators. And you will find these on your Facebook ads manager uh, under the column section and you can define the KPIs that are relevant to you. Uh, the most important ones that will probably uh, be relevant to most people will be things like um, your reach. So, it's, so the number of people who actually see your ad, impressions, the number of times your ad is displayed, no matter if it was clicked or not, the click-through rate, um, so the percentage of people who click your ad in comparison to the percentage that view it, so impressions. Um, of course, then you have the number of clicks, um, which is also important, how many people actually go to visit uh, your website. Yeah. The cost per lead, if you are tracking that, so the cost per contact inquiry, the cost per lead form, the cost per um, book a, a free demo. I think they uh, use the, result the, there. Is that what you're talking about? Is it like the actual conversion rate effectively, cost per conversion? Correct. Yeah, that, that you can use result, but if you have like multiple events on your mm -hmm. website, um, then people might not actually 
do the action that you set out to for them to do. For example, mm -hmm. if you optimize your campaign for a um, a contact inquiry mm -hmm. and you want contact inquiries, someone might actually kind of bypass that and go straight to the purchase. And so you want to actually be be tracking all of the events that you set up and not just the one that you've optimized for because you might actually get conversions, other other conversions from the ads. Um, and so you really want the full picture. Mm -hmm. Great. Yeah. And of course, your return on ad spend. So if you are tracking the purchases or registrations and the, the dollar amount, then you will be able to know your ROAS or return on ad spend, um, which is the ratio of the conversions value divided by your ad spend. I mean, basically, if you're not not earning more than you're paying, uh, it gets <laughs> a, a little bit tricky. There are different ways that you can look at it, though. So you can also look at the lifetime value of your customer rather than just simply did they purchase, you know, if they only buy, let's say they only purchase one tutoring session with you. That doesn't mean that it's a negative return on investment as long as you no. actually have a really high conversion on when somebody does one lesson with you that they actually stay with you for a very long time. And then you might see, hey, as soon as I know that 50% of people that do even one session with me stay on for 20 sessions and then suddenly your return is actually much much higher than maybe is on the surface now you again sometimes i actually want to be fairly kind of clear here it's it's you don't want to just rely on good feelings and 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 busyness uh if you're mm -hmm. a small business it's going to really drain all of your resources if you're not really clear that what you're spending is getting you a good result. Um, because yeah, I, again, I've been in there and I've spent lots of money and, and felt like I haven't quite got the return that I was looking for. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, numbers don't lie. So, uh, and that's why it's, it's so crucial to know your numbers and mm -hmm. know what your customer lifetime value is because then you, you know how much you can spend in order to acquire that customer. And as you said, uh, Alex, you know, on the front end, that the first purchase conversion, the first enrollment might only be $100. Mm. Uh, and, but if it's a monthly thing and people stay on usually for an average of six months and they're really worth $600, and then you yeah. have to figure out, okay, what is the percentage um, I am willing to spend of that $600 to acquire that customer? Maybe it's yeah. 10%, 15 or 20%. And then, then you know, all right, I can spend $120 uh, to acquire that customer. And then you know you, that that's your limit uh, of your cost per acquisition. And then it's very easy to work backwards from that. Very good tips. Um, now, we're going to probably finish up fairly soon on just because what we wanted to do is this is just about getting you started, getting you set up, and you've set everything up now. You've got some ads going. Uh, now, you've you've got to wait, and I think this is where we'll kind of finish is maybe what should our approach be to starting with these ads, and mm. when do we go back and look at these KPIs to be able to judge is this working for me or not? Because also we don't want to be too preemptive and say, no. I, I put $50 down, nothing came back. This is clearly a waste of my time. If, if your budget's very low, then Facebook ads just may not be the right channel for you alone. Just simply you wouldn't have enough mm. budget to be able to get enough traffic to be able to mm. uh, make that work. But 
if you're doing it and, and making a preemptive decision without really letting it uh, letting it go for long enough, um, then it can also you know, give you a, a false a false uh, result. So exactly. why, don't you, why mm. don't you tell us about how to approach your first campaigns, how to think about it. Uh, people always ask us, what's the minimum budget? And, and we've actually had a bit of an analytical conversation about this before, Herbert, and just talked about the simple fact of how many people you would have needed to have seen or clicked or done the event to be able to know, yes, mm -hmm. this is going to work or not. And we have a rough idea of what that would cost. So we do have some rough exactly. budgets. We do, we do. And so uh, for a cold traffic campaign, so uh, reaching out to people who have never heard about mm -hmm. you before, again, you know, we want the audience size above a million. Uh, you want to be spending at least $10, 10 euros, 10 pounds a day on that one uh, campaign, mm -hmm. on that one ad set, really. Mm -hmm. And you want to let it run without touching it for a week. Yeah. And and I know the people just love to, especially uh, if it's your I've first time running ads. I've done this before, ads, by the way. Um, you get going excited. in after twelve hours, having a look. Oh no, it's not. It's not working. It's not getting any clicks. And then you yeah. you you go in and edit and change something and and fiddle around with it constantly. You, you know, over the next three four days because you want it to to perform. Um, but but that's uh, if you do that, then um, you may as well just start from scratch because you have messed up with. Uh, the the algorithm mm -hmm. and you're not giving the algorithm time to find the right conditions yeah. um so you want to launch your ad obviously make sure that everything is set up um correctly and do not touch it for seven days mm -hmm. so that's it launch an ad Don't launch an ad for... let it run for seven days yeah, yeah. <laughs> go in on the seventh day and have a look at the KPIs. Uh, you know, we, we've listed some of the most important ones. And do they fall within your acceptable range, which you would have set for yourself? Um, you know, how much are you willing to spend for for per lead or per contact inquiry or per, per demo, per uh, per registration? And then go from there. Yeah, and they may not be perfect, but are they showing no. signs of promise, right? Yes, exactly. Um, if you are starting with a retargeting campaign, which is what I would suggest for everyone to do, even even beginners, uh, because we are targeting people who have already visited your website, mm -hmm. who are following you on Instagram, on Facebook, mm -hmm. or maybe even your newsletter subscribers, so they know about you and are more likely to purchase uh, yeah. or convert, uh, you can start a retargeting campaign for as little as a couple of dollars, a couple of euros a day. Um, just because you know we are targeting a very a finite amount of mm -hmm. people, uh, and more quickly you will be able to see whether or not that is uh, working. So we're not going to talk on retargeting in detail today, but again, no. we want to give you the language and the ideas to be able to you know look on YouTube and, and find your own answers as well. But I, I think this is a good place to finish at the moment, Herbert. We've I, I hope that we've been able to deliver what we said on the tin which has provided some real insight and some overview for beginners, starting out with Facebook ads, starting with the account, your setup, setting up your structure in those three levels, the campaign level, ad set level, and the ads level. We've talked about the key performance indicators so that you know whether something's working. And I think you've given some really great tips 
on how to launch your first campaign and mm. don't touch it uh, for seven days. <laughs> don't touch it, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah, in the next uh, one of the next uh, podcast episodes, hope to build on these foundations uh, and get into some more strategies. That sounds great. So if you're wanting to learn more about Herbert, you can find him at your website, Herbert, which is? HerbertGozo.com. And if you're interested in how you might be able to expand and grow your tutoring or language business uh, with software, uh, you can find us at LearnCube.com. We offer a virtual classroom and an online school or basically a, a total online tutoring platform for you to be able to run your business with. So if you're interested in that as well, www.learncube.com and we have a free trial there that you can check out. But this is the end of this episode. So thanks again. Please subscribe to the podcast. Regardless of where you're at with your business, I feel that we can offer a lot of value, providing ideas and inspiration for tutoring and language businesses. So hit that subscribe button and we'll see you next time. See you in the next one.